I'm Ollie. And I'm Michael. And we're the Trans Twinnies. Yay! Hey queens, we just wanted to preface this episode by telling you that today we are conducting an interview. Today we'll be interviewing a teacher and administrator at our high school. So now Ooh. let's give it up for Mr. Mitch. Mr. Yay, Mitch. Mr. Mitch. Welcome back. Uh, today we have a special guest. We do indeed. So special guest of the day. What's your name, your pronouns, your gender identity, sexuality, and your social security number? Oh, wow. Really <laughs> diving right into this. Yeah. You can have a social security number. It's not going to get you very far. Ah. It actually will, you'll just assume a lot of debt. Ah, a wonderful. Bank, a bank lets me keep my stuff somewhere, so <laughs> you can uh, answer to them. No, my name is, uh, we're going with Mr. Mitch. Ooh. Um, to keep the anonymity Ooh, of our uh, entire little show here. Um, yeah, I'm a teacher and administrator at Ollie and Michael's school. Hi. Um, I use he him pronouns. Uh, most assume that my, well, my gender identity, uh, is cisgendered, and, um, most would probably assume that I identify as gay, but I'm actually bi. Ooh, yes, lovely. but have primarily been in romantic relationships, and my current boyfriend, um, with men, so, yeah, anyways, that's right, that's where very, I'm at. Very cool. Yeah. When did you realize you were bi? Like, was there, like, a specific moment, or was it, like, a... Oh, when I was a junior in college, I was in a class called, um, Identity and Plurality, I want to say is what it was called, and it was a fun little course that in, in and of itself was extremely, um, it's a fun little social experiment, because our actual sample of, of the course... It was taught by a woman that was born and raised in China that was on a worker's visa as an associate professor. Um, and the actual kids in the class were like, we had a, a, an actual very diverse mix. We had um, students of color, we had straight people, cisgendered. I don't know if anybody was trans in that class. Um, we had, uh, like if you wanna go into demographically stereotypical type of situations, we had a woman of color who was unexpectedly pregnant in her college years, but came from like pretty extreme wealth. So you just kind of had like weird conflicting, you know, typically mm-hmm. you would think that it, it's kind of not that situation. I don't know, but anyway, so during that class, mm-hmm. um, we talked about the Kinsey scale and the um, kind of spectrum that sexuality can be. And I think up until that point, I went to a private all boys Catholic high school growing up. Um, and like I said, had romantically dated women up until that point and um, never felt like that was wrong, but I always felt like there was something else there, but felt wrong in a binary and the Kinsey scale and bisexuality was the first time that that was kind of ever introduced to me. So. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, really getting into it. Was there like, a, like when you were growing up, was there like signs that you would realize now and you're like, oh yeah. Or were you just, was it like... I mean, like if we're going by the like tic-tac trend of, you know, what's the photo that your parents should have known? Like, <laughs> my brother and I both played with Barbies, but when I look back, I'm like, I, I don't want right. to, you know, be like, oh, you played with Barbies? That means you, you know, are queer now. Yeah. Um, I do feel strongly that either you were popular in high school or now you're funny. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't think, I don't necessarily think yeah. that there were, like, telltale signs by any means. Um, 
Damn, Scarps, are we funny? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Give it 10 years. That's more for once you're in your 20s. Okay. <laughs> so, um, when did you come out? So, My junior year. Um, so I, um, really, if you want to get into the thick of it, I was um, talking about starting to date one of uh, my friends at the time. Um, and she and I were both traveling abroad. And when we um, got back to school, we had been like, all right, well, like, we'll revisit this. We're both in separate countries. We don't need to, like, try and start dating in the middle of the summer while we're living abroad. Um, and when we came back together, I had gone through some formative experiences and had basically been like, no, I'm definitely bi and needed to kind of grapple with that. And so she was actually the first person I ever came out to, which was oh, interesting nice. because I then... There was like a period of time in between that happening and actually we actually dated for six months um and yeah so i came out my junior year i didn't come out to my parents then um because i was actively dating a woman and it just kind of felt like something that we didn't need to like i love Rehash both my mom and dad they're tremendous allies and all those things but they are the stereotypical like you know my dad bought a baseball hat where instead of the logo for the city being just the normal color it's like a rainbow and he's like check my hat out I'm like, oh my goodness <laughs> ultimate big ally, big ally dad. <laughs> you're, really, you're the fighting rain- the fight which again is great and i'm glad you did it and it's amazing which, all those once things. you get the rainbow hat and then you know you're an ally. i was like now we're really yeah we're really we're, we're in it now my mom um, you know what's actually funny my mom you know how um she, uh, she uses bitmoji right yeah and she, and she sent one like the other day, and it had like the trans pride like heart on it. And I'm like, and she's like, Mikey, look. And I'm like, okay, mom, okay. I'm like, okay, oh, thank you. We stand a supportive family who's trying real hard to be supportive. Exactly, right? <laughs> like you gotta. I never want to be somebody who's like they're from a different generation, but I feel like people who are trying, right? Like if if we put down people who are actively trying and make them feel bad right. for trying, they're not. You're not incentivizing them to be, to be better. Absolutely. So, even though sometimes it can hurt for us, we still have to build up. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. yeah. So once I that relationship had ended, I started dating a boy for a while. Um, my parents were in town. My mom and I had gone to a restaurant on Broadway. And when we were walking back to the Red Line, we walked through Boys Town. And my mom was like, what's this? You know, and I was like, there's <laughs> rainbows on the street. I was like, oh, it's Boys Town and blah, 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 and this and that. Um, or what's it called now, North Halstead or something like that? It's no. Boys Town in our hearts. Uh, forever. <laughs> like, um, and so it just kind of spurred a conversation of where I grew up. They don't have really a place like that necessarily. And I was talking about it and she asked me how I knew so much about it. And I was like, because I'm bi. And she spiraled in a good way. She just like didn't know what was it, right? I still have a letter from me afterwards. It makes me cry every time I read it. But, um, and then my mom went back to the hotel where my dad was because he had had a meeting or something that mm-hmm. night. And thank God she just, otherwise it would have been this whole thing. She told him, he texted me, like, love you. I have a screenshot of it somewhere deep love in my you. phone. Here's my hat. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's been that ever since. That's, that's so fun. sweet. Yeah. Aww. That was my parents. I do with an older brother and it's a whole other story. Oop. And Oop. the rest of my family and all those things. Was there anyone who, like, surprised you with their reaction? My brother. Um, who was... Um, Somebody who, he went to a design school in Ohio and was just surrounded much more by, like, out proud queer people. Mm -hmm. Um, When I visited him when he was living in New York City at one point, like, his friend that lived below him was about as 
like the man is would belong on RuPaul's Drag Show, Love right? That. Like <laughs> his yeah flavor of personality, I guess is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, in the best of ways. So like I always expected that my brother would be like the easiest person to come out to. Um, but I wanted to do it in person, so I come up to my parents, down to my brother. I didn't see him a lot. He was in New York, blah blah, blah all these things. So um, by the time I finally had the chance to, he had moved to New York full time, um, and was he had joined an Australian mega church um, that at the time I was like, you know, good for you. You're studying your spirituality. Like we came from a Catholic family, but like doesn't have to necessarily be like Roman Catholic, whatever. Mm-hmm. And came to find that that church was, in a lot of ways, like, guising grace in homophobia, oh, right? Dear. It's like, oh, like, we all have our cross to carry. Oh, God. Or it's like, I'm sorry, my cross. <laughs> um, so, literally, oh. I was out for, I was, we both were collegiate runners, so, um, in the NCAA. So, we, he was retired at this point and was biking with me while I did my long run over Christmas break. I was, like, gearing up to, you know had the butterflies in my stomach to come out to my big brother and then he started talking about how being gay is the cross that you can carry and it's a sin and whatever and I didn't talk to him for five days he left and went back to school I didn't talk to him for a month I wrote him a letter um he never responded to it when a month went by I was like hey did you get my letter and he was like yeah I just figured we should talk about it in person um and we kind of never did he and sorry I should, I should preface at the beginning like my brother and I have a great relationship he's that's not who he is he's grown all those things I love him I think he was just in a weird place then and was trying to better understand um I don't know the way the world works where he's at whatever mm-hmm. um we talked about it a little bit since I had a graduate school project where it was like have an uncomfortable conversation with someone and I was like this seems like a good time I got to go you <laughs> um you know when I bring it up it still hurts and I never want to think about it that way yeah. But that that was of all the stories that a lot of people have, it is low ranking in terms of traumatic. But that was probably my hardest one. I didn't really yeah. have anybody that I fully had to cut out of my life or mm-hmm. didn't in some way at least say like, Oh, well I still love you or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's still hard. Yeah. I mean Um <laughs> I don't know, okay, there we go. Come on, y'all. Which, oh, come on, you guys. Sorry, okay, okay, yeah. So, I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. I, did, I made these questions. You okay. wrote the questions. Go this for is it. This storytelling with Mr. Mitch. It is. <laughs> it is. Just literally, we're just like, boom, boom. All right. Uh, yeah, let's go with this. So, in public with your lovely partner, do <laughs> people, like, automatically assume that you two aren't dating? And uh, if, we accidentally wear the same clothes a lot. Oh, God. The, the same time. outfit? Yeah. Wow. It'd be like blue jeans and wow. a green shirt. Wow. Um, the security guard at our school once asked if we were brothers, and I was like, I hope not. Um, <laughs> that would be a very unpleasant yeah. surprise. That would be terrible. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know, honestly. I would assume that people, I mean, because I'm definitely not a PDA person, but I'm, I'll hold my boyfriend's hand in public and whatever, so I don't know if people assume who we are. I tried not to do the same, but also I do love the game of, you know, friends are dating. People walking down the street. Just, you just look at them and you're like, are <laughs> they? Are they? Are they? Yeah. Are they, you know, limp or are they just really friends? <laughs> we love both. Both are okay. I love your style. But like, <laughs> like, you know, rest, you know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> exactly. A little bit. 
every time I have a close friend, everyone just automatically assumes we're dating. So I feel like I have that's... the opposite problem. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I, again, went to a private all-boys Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. So my immediate group of friends, I feel like as, as I've gotten older, I'm friends with more and more females because I'm trying to buy them more, especially being in a land of education. But, um, like, my high school guy friends, there's 10 of us, and we go on trips together. And yeah. that was a whole other coming out. I just didn't Ooh. tell them for, like, a long time. And then we were invited to a wedding. Ooh. And I had a plus one. I'm like, all right, well. So I just called them one by one on the way to the wedding. And I was like, hey, so I'm coming to this wedding, and I'll also bring my boyfriend, and I'm by. And sorry, I haven't told you yet. And then, like, a few hours later, we were all just worked together. So I, like, gave them no time to, <laughs> like, to figure it out. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, let's we go. just ran right into it. But um, to that end, you're coming up just, like, anybody that you're around. Like, I primarily was hanging out with just guys, and then I was on a collegiate cross-country and track team. So yeah. I spent all of my time with cisgendered straight men. Yeah. Never a problem. Cool. Cool. Okay. We're all just one big happy family in this world. We gotta get for along, real. you know. For real. All right. Too uh, kitschy. So when you do see LGBT um, representation now, like in movies and mm-hmm. young teen couples, mm-hmm. all that stuff, do you wish you had that type of exposure? Uh, there when is, you were younger, there is a TikTok that I remember seeing, and it was one of those things that I had to like send to everybody that I knew that was queer on some level. Of this guy who's like, it starts off he he duets like a video of like a young two boyfriends, whatever, mm-hmm. like, some cute little compilation video mm-hmm. of their, like, dating. It's romanticized, whatever, and then cuts him, and he's just like, I love and hate these videos because... Oh, I've seen that TikTok, yeah, actually. Right? Yeah, right? makes yeah. you cry Absolutely. every time. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I love and hate this video because it makes me so happy that, like, young queer people can feel this way. Right. They have a space. They are, you know, they have access to better representation and all those things. He's like, but it also just makes me so hurt to know what I missed out on. And while I am not going to claim to be a generation of, like, you know, I, the generation that watched their friends go through the AIDS epidemic and die, like, that's a different level of trauma. Mm-hmm. And the immediate group after that, immediate, right? It's like, yeah, it gets better. But, like, <laughs> for me, I feel like my, my, the other piece of my own queer like, journey with my sexuality was that I feel like my, the representation I did see growing up it was in extremes. It wasn't like, oh, here's just like a normal functioning school person who is out and has a boyfriend and, um, you know, they have a family and a life and their sexuality isn't their identity, their soul piece of their identity, right? It's just like a part of them as it would be for anybody else. My representation was just like, oh, we're fighting for, you know, gay marriage and there's a pride parade on the TV, which like, I love pride, I love pride Mm -hmm. parade, I'm here for it. It's great. For some people it's like, the highlight of their year. Mm-hmm. I never wanted a parade. I just wanted to not feel different. I just yeah. wanted to be able to like wake up and just not have a part of my day be centered around that. Yeah, I get that. I I mean, I also I had more access to like gay and lesbian mm-hmm. representation, but For the sure. trans representation was like pretty much non-existent. I think I didn't have like a lot of internet access as a kid, so I and my parents were not taking me to like 
movies that had or shows that had characters that were queer, but especially characters that were trans. So I, I mean, I wasn't exposed to that whole world until my neighbor came out as trans. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, you can just be a person. And you can, you can just exist. <laughs> and, you know, like, you'd see the Pride Parade on TV and you're like, oh, this is wonderful. And, like, maybe I would like to do that. But also I'm like, oh, that's, that's like, a very scary out there thing. And it's also, like, just that – and that's not bad. That's a good thing. But also just that idea that you can just kind of exist yeah, as a it, queer person. That kind of opens a whole gate of just, like, how you want to celebrate your existence in general. So mm-hmm. people, when they, you know, achieve something, they want a parade and a award and all those things. That's great. Some people just want to move on with their life. Yeah. And I feel like, for me at least, at that diverging point of like, okay, you finally come to understand who you are, like, you either want to be like, hell yeah, this is me, and, you know, make a, a montage video, or just like, oh, okay, so I don't have to, like, worry about this anymore, and like, that mm-hmm. I can be at bay, and I just want to exist, and that's how I have always been. Because, again, my, you know, the the gay teachers at my all-boys private high school we all, well, I, it's funny, I now realize, I'm like, we all knew, like, these teachers were gay, and my friends are like, wait, what? I'm like, God, you guys are idiots. <laughs> but, like, those teachers were, like, there, and I recognized, like, th- that they were impactful for me, but that was never something that they could discuss. Right. And I don't know if that was because it's a Catholic high school, or I don't know if that's, I don't know why, or if mm-hmm. it just, like, wasn't something that they were comfortable with, if it was taboo, maybe, like, I, I don't know. Right. But it's been a piece of my, kind of, like, mission within you know, being a Catholic school teacher, especially topically, if you want to look at some of our current states, shout out to Florida and Texas. Yeah. Not in hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, t- to just try and take a stance within our school of, like, building up and celebrating the queer youth that we have mm-hmm. and affirming them in ways that I wish that I had been affirmed, which would have been, like, when somebody comes out to me, like, I want to tell them I love them, I want to give them a hug, mm-hmm. and and celebrate them how they respond like if one of you had shut up with the trans flag around your shoulders and asked me to figure out how to you know make a stage for you in the middle of the commons <laughs> again it's not my flavor but like all right let's figure it out versus like if you're just looking to find affirmation in this space with your ids and your names mm-hmm. and your pronouns like i will go to bat for you if somebody's misgendering you i will find that adult and make sure that they understand what they're doing because as we know for cisgendered straight people in a heteronormative society it's very easy for them to not understand what it's like to be crushed as quickly as a he him she they at the beginning of the class yeah so, Mr. Mitch, um, what advice do you have for LGBTQAI plus teens who might be struggling right now or, like, just starting to figure themselves out? Um, ooh, that's a good one. Just this, the sarcastic cynic in me is just like, it gets better! Because that's what me and my boyfriend always yell as a joke at each other. But, you know, there's something to be said there. Like, it does get better. Um, if you haven't already seen it or heard it on some type of social media or from some person or god y'all have like queer eye on netflix right like, yeah and it's actually affirming it's not just yeah, like it hey, let's take a bunch of gay dudes and <laughs> put them on tv and <laughs> marginalize them further look at these freaks <laughs> <laughs> look at them they can dress a man let's really line these stereotypes <laughs> up and find yeah um no but just like um, I would I would just remind you that one, no matter where you are in your path, like there are people there that are here to affirm you and love you and you should settle for nothing less. 
um, you as a human being will truly never be able to be the best version of yourself, whether the best version of yourself is a just introverted person that has a couple of close friends or just an introverted person who loves their cat or you're an extroverted person and are also deeply you know in a part of a handful of teams communities whatever it is like you will never bring your best self to the table if you are not happy with yourself Um, and that's a lifelong process that will come and go so while you may think you can just like push it aside you can't um it will continue to sit there and fester and make you feel terrible about yourself. And that is not how anybody should live. I mean, we know that cisgendered straight white people in this world never have to worry about that. And that's not fair. <laughs> um, you also should not have to worry about that. So sorry, I'm spiraling and rambling here, but... That's what you're here to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why you're here. Really, it is literally all I do. Um, so I guess my, my advice to you is um, find a safe and trusted person that you can talk to and if you can't find a safe or trusted person reach out to whatever local and we live in a digital age it doesn't have to be local um center that you can find you know the center on halstead in chicago is an incredible place where they have so many touch points um advocates safe people you can talk to what i don't want any young queer people to do is go to unregulated and unsafe places like chat rooms, random apps, um, strangers on the internet. Um, That can be extremely dangerous, obviously. So you should be looking for legitimate advice. And, you know, any queer person, like we all started somewhere, right? We all have some type of a story. So um, as you reach out to those people, you should have no shame in the questions that you ask because those people probably went through the exact same thing. Um, and they will level with you and they will hear you and they will guide you and help you better understand who you are. Cause like I said earlier in this, I, my biggest struggle was probably just in thinking very within a binary and it took literally shattering that wall for me to be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And it's been like a journey ever since. Um, so yeah. Speaking of binaries, have you met people of the actual LGBT community who think the T shouldn't be there? Like, how, how did you, how would you navigate that, like? Um, I have not met anybody that's like, trans people, get them out of the alphabet mafia. Like, mm. that's, no, I don't, I don't know, that just feels like the marginalized, killing the marginalized. Um, I, lateral oppression. Yeah, for sure, that lateral <laughs> oppression. Um, it, and this is just, like, my experience anecdotally, I feel like, as awareness and understanding of people's and education of their experiences, like, I feel like gay and lesbian were, like, the two that were, like, I don't want to say known and understood when I was your age, but it kind of feels that way. And I feel like now the conversation of, like, I look back and I can think of, like, oh, that person was trans. Right. But, like, didn't have the language, the understanding, the not any of those things when I was in high school that now I look like I'm like oh that must have been horrible for them but Mm -hmm. right like I would love to reach out to my younger self and be like that's like there's nothing nothing wrong here like yeah literally just a person going through their own life and experience so um I guess what your original question was just have I met people that have that want that Mm -hmm. um no to be pointed at it um 
sorry, I lost track of yeah, that's fine. where I was going with that. That's totally fine. Yeah. Mm. Um, I had a question, which was, uh, we talked a little bit about, like, lack of representation. Mm-hmm. Do you have something that you have that's, like, a favorite form of representation? Like, something that you just really think oh. does it well? Um, that does it well. Lady Gaga. Well. <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> Whispered Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Love Lady Gaga. <laughs> See, I grew up when Lady Gaga was still, like, showing up to awards in a giant egg that was being carried by... You didn't even know that that happened. She's I, wild. I absolutely I knew that up. happened. Yes. Love Lady Gaga. <laughs> wild. Talk about the performative piece. And I did see her live, actually. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. When I was in high school, I had friends whose parents had a loge, like a private box in oh. um, the city that I grew up in. Oh my gosh. And while I did not have the money to go to one of those, they were like, hey, do you just want to come to the Lady Gaga concert? You actually don't have to stand in a crowd. You get to sit in a box and eat food the entire time. Oh my gosh. With a great view. I was like, say less. <laughs> So yeah, that's amazing. That sounds like when my when my uncle brought us to like his private box for like a baseball game, except like fun because it's Lady Gaga. Yeah, it's fun. It's Lady Gaga. It was like nachos and popcorn and an ice cream bar. Yeah, I was like, this is amazing. Is this what do people do this? As I like look down at like the sweaty teens that are almost getting you know trampled in the general mission, which is also fun and an experience, but that just wasn't what I was looking for. Um, 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 what was your original question? Oh, representation that does it well. Hi, Scarps is over here just throwing me all kinds of directions. That's not my directions. fault. Lady Gaga. Sure. Um, I don't know if I have a singular thing. I, I mean, kind of re what I was saying earlier in this, like, for some people, seeing the representation of, like, a pride parade on TV is mm-hmm. the greatest thing for them. Um, I live for a good, like, Campbell Soup commercial. With two dads or two moms. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, That's I love the casual that. representation. Yeah, that right. is always nice. Again, the normalizing, just like, hey, That's the entire, or like, I love a queer character in a show that isn't a main storyline. Yes. Just let people be gay. Just people who are like casually just queer, queer and it just, that's exactly. not like the big deal. Like, it exactly. just is. Absolutely. Um, when I, actually, there was a plug for a show that is probably not healthy to watch, but Skins UK okay. version. Yes, it's very. It was like my generation's euphoria. Mm-hmm. That mm. makes sense. Um, <laughs> okay. L, I don't want to say less extreme, but also pretty just as extreme. I don't know. Um, I remember like watching that show, and there was just like a character who's gay, and like they're part of the storyline is just like his struggles and trying to find somebody to date, blah blah. blah. But like mm-hmm. the entire build up isn't like, oh my gosh, he's coming out as gay. It's right. Just, like he, he had is, other and that's okay. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's not the storyline. So. I do love good casual representation in that sense because, again, I think it, it shows progress in a way and also speaks to um, the, like, representation. Like I said, I, I strive to be and mm-hmm. wish I had had where it's just, like, normal in the sense of, like, their sexuality is in their entire identity. That's not, like, it's just people existing and that happens mm-hmm. to be something that is a part of who they are and their experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, as much as there is to be said for, like, the really crazy out there shows like RuPaul's Drag Race or, like, which I love that show so much, but also... Hatia and, um... Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> oh, my God, why can't I think of her name right now? Trixie and Katya. Oh, yeah. I, that was, like, their... All of their content was, like, driving to and from my boyfriend's grandma's house in Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. He's like, oh, let's listen to this podcast. And I was like, don't really know. Like, I've never really watched yeah. Drag Race. I'm here for it. Like, all the... Yeah. Yeah. I have no problem with any of it. It's just, 
never been content that I've necessarily, like, sought out just solo. Mm-hmm. I will now that I've just kind of been indoctrinated. Those two queens are They're so, great. so funny. They're so funny. The chaos. They're so funny. So funny. Just to listen to them talk to each other. Yes. I don't really want to listen to them interview a person. That's fair. I just want to hear them talk to each but other. But we're very grateful for our listeners to listen, for listening to us interview <laughs> yeah, a person. Interview don't, don't make us look bad. Yeah. You can <laughs> <hate> me. <laughs> listen to all the rest of it. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I do. I'm here for all of that representation, too. It's just, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Mitch, for coming on our show and sharing your story. We really appreciate it. And thank you to all our listeners out there. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, are we, we going to do our thing? Our outro, outro? Oh Yeah. God, it's all right. So it's great. You saw it before, but you saw, like, the failed one. Yeah, no, no. This is Because I said, yeah, okay. okay. One, one, two, three. Trans Twinnies. Thank you and Yay. goodbye. Bye.